3: Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? the pride of dublin ohio the notre dame great the one and only brady effing quinn that was some
1: fantastic math uh pointing out what time it is in hawaii uh what time is it in bangladesh right now
3: uh i think it's Do we have an affiliate uh, there is, uh, is anyone
1: uh, uh, listening in bangladesh of course on the iHeartRadio radio app i mean okay, uh, that's but, uh, on the app yeah. I was yeah. more looking for maybe an affiliate station that could be out there. Do we, no, do we have listen, a blowtorch out there? Somewhere? I don't know.
3: I'll, I'll have to check with uh, with uh, the great Kirk Kretschmeyer, who uh, who is uh, who handles all the affiliate relations with us here on Fox Sports Radio. As far as getting uh, getting uh, the Fox Sports Radio brand out there, does a phenomenal job. I will find out from him whether or not we do have an actual radio based affiliate in Bangladesh. Uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, that's going to be my early guess yeah. here. I'm going to say yeah. no. But uh, but you never. You you never well, can you're be hoping sure cuz no. cuz yeah. then
1: you've got to do the math on on the time difference which, which yeah mean, yeah
3: i mean, I mean listen, listen, as somebody who uh who was at you know uh, local affiliates and and is you know was sort of groomed in that world i have a, i have an affinity for that so so all of our affiliates i appreciate uh, anybody that that takes in uh, the outkick the coverage show uh, with Brady Quinn and
1: myself here or any fox sports radio show sure big, big we're, we're like a stray it. cat as long as you let us in the door Absolutely. you'll learn to love us
3: yeah. And, and you know, some would, uh, you know, compare us to something else. But, uh, again, we're not doing the Sunday night show, so we don't want to get fired. Uh, so we will not go down that road as to what else you could compare us to. Uh, but I think we all, uh, you know, maybe a lady of the night, if you will. Uh, but, uh, again, uh, that is not something we want to get into here on Fox Sports Radio because we're a couple of professionals here uh, on FSR. Here's what I would like to get into uh, with you, Brady Quinn. Um Man, Matt Nagy just continues to roll out the the, roll out the hits. Uh, Just uh, just wonderful stuff from the Bears head coach. Um, Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, man. Did you
1: know it's easier to communicate with without masks? I did not. He pointed that that out in the press conference. I never thought of that. I was like, well, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, of course, it's easier to communicate without masks on. He he made that very apparent. Yeah. In, in his press conference. So, so good for him to, to figuring that one out.
3: <laughs> yeah, he, um, that, was his, uh, that was his thing. He wanted uh, all his players to get vaccinated because it's easier to communicate without a mask on.
1: Um, right. you know, Forget which, I mean, their religious never, beliefs or whatever else yeah, they feel. i well, leaving it up to the individual. There could be some other health concerns maybe that they might have. Yeah, Forget about no, that. Yeah, no, he just yeah, wants to be able to communicate better. Yeah, okay,
3: because, cool. he, because he, he wants to make sure that they can clearly see him blame a playoff loss on a kicker. For months and months. Like, I, think, I think that's really, that's <laughs> well, really what you know, he wants to And, get. and then it yeah.
1: leads you down that road of, now I need to sign seven kickers. And yes, we're going to figure this out. Because yeah. that's when you figure out whether or not a kicker can kick. Absolutely. In the off season, It's not yes. during the season when they actually have pressure and kicks that matter. It's in the offseason you bring seven in and you try to figure out which one can make some kicks, right?
3: Yeah, l- yeah let me tell you something. Um, it, it, it was so bad. That Goose Island Beer Company, the brewery in Chicago, had fantastic, a competi- fantastic,
1: fantastic beer. Is. By the way, if you it haven't is been there. Yeah.
3: great beer, and, yeah, you and would Go- know.
1: But I've actually been there; it's fantastic.
3: Uh, well, I've never been there, but I've had Goose that's Island. That's what I thought. All right, yeah, that's yeah what I, I got your goose right here, pal. All right, so here's the thing: um, when they do a a 43 yard uh, field goal attempt uh, promo, and whoever can make a 43 yard field goal in the snow the week after, I mean, like literally, the body wasn't even cold on the season. And Goose Island rolled out a promo to where if a fan came out outdoors and kicked a 43-yard field goal, they'd get free beer for life, and nobody was able to do it. And Matt Nagy wound up that by having all these kickers show up to rookie minicamp, and he would make them all attempt 43-yard field goals. It's like, dude, you got to get over it. Like, don't tell me you're over Becky, and then I walk into your house, and there's lipstick on the wall that says, I hate Becky. Like, you got to move on with your life, Matt. All right, it's over. You lost the game. Uh, I would also like to know why it was that when you needed a two-point conversion uh, uh, to, give your, to give you guys, uh, you know, uh, extend the lead a little bit, you had Khalil Mack in motion on a two-point conversion attempt. I would like to know that. But, again, we can't get all those answers from Matt Nagy. And, and I don't even know if, if he would understand me anyways because maybe I'd be wearing a mask at the time. But we're not here to go down that road. Uh, the road that we want to go down, Brady Quinn, uh, is the situation at quarterback because the Chicago Bears um, – they landed Justin Fields who I know you were very high on he was your number two quarterback in the draft I think Uh, yes, right Uh, behind um, Trevor Lawrence and so the Bears get Justin Fields they trade up he falls to number 11 and they have got their quarterback of the future well they also have Andy Dalton who they signed to a one year deal earlier in the offseason and so Matt Nagy was on the Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman uh, and he talked about the plan in place at quarterback this upcoming season.
1: Is there a possible scenario where Justin Fields plays on opening night?
2: No, I mean Andy is our starter and and again I can't predict anything. You know, you you know how it goes. I mean there's so many things that could happen between today and and that week one, but Andy is our starter and and Justin's our number two and we are going to put we're going to stick to this plan.
3: That's good, man. That, that is good. Um, so for any bear showing up to training camp, uh, just know that, it, that it, their competition doesn't exist. Uh, if he has got you written in pencil in June as the starter week one, it may as well be in, in permanent ink. I mean, may as well get it tattooed because according to Matt Nagy, um, listen, you know what? That's the plan, and we're going to stick with our plan. It's nice. It's good for him. Good for Matt
1: So so, so there's a lot of things you could take from this. Uh, one thing I just say in general is there's not much competition on the roster anyway. like I, it, It's a bit of a misnomer, and, and the reason why I say this, and I'm sure it's going to frustrate some fans out there and be like, "What are you talking about, man? Look at the contracts. All right? When these teams are still in bed or owe these players money, meaning they still have guarantees within their contract, they're making the team. like i, I, I I'm just telling you right now, don't be disappointed when you look at their top 51. You know, go go on track or whatever other website you want to use. When you look at the guys who are still owed monies, they're not going anywhere. All right? The team's still on the hook. They don't want to look bad for moving on from a player and still paying them millions. So, you know, that's the first thing where <clears throat> when you look at Fields, you know, and, and the quarterback situation, they need Dalton. He's not going anywhere. Well, he's the starter, backup, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and so it, it's it, the idea of competition in the NFL. Really, it, it first lo- you first have to look at the contract and the money because that's going to dictate and tell you everything. And then from there, you can start to have a conversation of how far apart those, those two athletes are who are competing for that particular spot. But here's what I think he's doing, and 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 I know he drew a comparison to the Andy Reid and the Chiefs when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Oh well, yeah, but there's a number of differences there, right? <laughs> Like that was a Chiefs team, okay, that had, you know, been to playoffs. Alex Smith was a Pro Bowl caliber player yeah. at that point in time in his career. Yep. In fact, the year that they drafted Patrick Mahomes, if we only had a six game regular season, Alex Smith would have been the MVP. Yep. People tend to forget he played outstanding football the first six games of that season. And really, the rest of the season still played really well, but he was your league MVP pretty much to the halfway point of the season. It was Alex Smith. So that's one thing that I don't think you're going to be getting from Andy Dalton with the Bears. Now, he could be good. I don't think he's going to be all of a sudden, after leaving the Dallas Cowboys, jumping into a new offense, new guys to throw to out around him. I don't think he's going to become the league MVP In that short span of time. So I'll I'll just kind of leave that at that. But the other thing he's doing. And this is something that I noticed. Back when John Fox was the head coach. Dow Loggins was the offensive coordinator. And it was the year they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. They were hoping. To delay putting Trubisky in. Until they felt like he was ready. And you know what ended up happening throughout the course of the year. They realized they were going to get fired. If they didn't do something either to make a change or provide hope and optimism to the Chicago Bears fan base. So what'd they do? They throw in Trubisky. And they don't open up the playbook very much. They keep it simple. And they try to slowly bring him along, thinking that his play, if they win some games down the stretch with him, will provide them some optimism with their plan moving forward. And you know what happened after that season? They still got fired. Yeah. And I think that's where maybe Matt Nagy is thinking... He's got that card in his back pocket where he can pull it out to ownership and say, well, you know, we just put fields in and look at the surge it gave us and, you know, this is our plan moving forward and this is where we think we're going to win next year. He's hoping that's going to be his get-out-of-jail-free card and, and not be fired if things start to go south this season for a team and a city that has high expectations. I just – I feel like if he, if he doesn't know history, he's bound to repeat it and he's going to fall victim to being fired – if they if they can't win enough games, and if they're just wasting Justin Fields' rookie year, and, and here's here's the other thing. Um, well, there, there's a couple
3: of things. Number one, the comp to Mahomes in Kansas City. He's also missing a key ingredient to all that. Andy Reid wasn't on the hot seat, all right? He wasn't going to get clipped. He wasn't going to get canned. And so Andy Reid had a more comfortable uh, setup to where, listen, I'm going to let this guy wait. Not just because Alex Smith was playing really good football. I would argue that was probably the best season of his career, like if you just look at his performance and his numbers. But it's also because Andy Reid didn't feel the pressure like you pointed out. At some point... Nagy's going to feel the pressure and understand. All right, man, we're sitting at three and four, or we're three and five. Um, we're not a winning football team. I, I-, I got to do something here to try and spark this, spark this fan base, and get people excited because. The calls for Justin Fields are already happening. I mean, you, you've seen the reports that have come out from training camp. Like, they're throwing side by side, and everybody's like, oh, my God, uh, uh, what a throw by Justin Fields. You've got his receivers that are talking about playing with him because he's got an upside in the ceiling that they haven't seen there in a long, long time uh, since probably Jay Cutler. And then you've got, you know, uh, the, he goes out to Wrigley Field, and they're chanting MVP. Like, there's going to be the voices that get louder and louder and louder. And it's it's this idea that he thinks that they're in a similar spot that the Chiefs were back in 2017. It's literally not even close. Like You, you, could, you couldn't be more opposite than where you're at right now. And so I don't understand why he sees that as, as a representation of what he looks at in this season. And the other thing on this, like we all of a sudden are going to trust that Matt Nagy is going to make the right decision at quarterback after he butchered – last season and Nick Foles and, and Mitch Trubisky, I mean, he flat out butchered that. And, and you can, any way you slice it, we can all blame Mitch uh, as much as we want. He, it's not like he had a lot of support from his head coach, all right? And he kept his mouth shut and he dealt with it, but he was the better quarterback on that roster. They were better and he saved his ass. Like, he literally was part of the reason they were even in contention to go to the postseason. Had they been rolling with Nick Foles the entire time, the offense got worse with Foles, not better. And for Matt Nagy, from start to finish, for Mister Offensive Guru, the offense has gotten worse every single year. So the idea that we're going to trust Nagy because of his experiences in and around Kansas City and what he's done in Chicago, I think is crazy talk. Absolutely nuts.
1: And that's really more more for up for uh, ownership to kind of figure out you know what they want to do moving forward, but. They had, in my opinion, one of the best quarterbacks in this past year's drafts fall to them. He's a player that I think is coming in the NFL at the right time. And I don't know why you want to pigeonhole yourself. And I guess my conspiracy theory behind all this is, is this. Someone within their social media group, okay, right when they signed Dalton, Remember the photo they put out that said, you know, yeah. Andy Dalton, QB1? QB1. I, I yeah. think they already made that bed. And now they feel like they have to lay in it because that was the expectation that they gave to Dalton. And that was, you know, obviously how they, you know, how they talked about things internally at that time. and And they had to trade up to get Fields. I don't know that they knew he was going to fall to them the way he did. But the reality is. They've been kind of having to like live by this now. And, and, and I don't know why organizations do this. I think bad organizations do this. I think they sit there and they say to themselves, well, we'll keep towing the company line until we don't have to. And then we'll make a change. Which, I mean, look, if you told Dalton, which reportedly they did, that they were going to draft the quarterback, why do they feel like they owe him anything? That's what I don't get. Like, you don't have to be dishonest. You don't have to you know, play on the charades of saying, oh, no, he's played in the league. He's going to be our QB1. Just, just be honest and say we're going to have a quarterback competition. You know, we've got preseason games this year. We're going to see how these guys handle it. We're going to see how these guys play. There's other head coaches who are echoing that and wishing they would have done that in the past with their quarterback decisions. Now, I'm not going to say they were right in that instance, but we'll talk about that at another point today. But I don't understand why they feel the need sometimes just to sit there and say, yeah, we're going to go through the motions of this because this is how I did it five years ago. And this is what I saw—a completely different situation, circumstance that they're facing in Chicago right now.
3: And that's a, that's a great. You know, I never thought about that. So what you're saying, um, and, and and maybe uh, anybody that listened just now heard it differently, but f- what I heard is that Brady Quinn is claiming that Matt Nagy is also the Bears' social media manager. Like, is, is that what you're saying? Like he might. Be, Nagy...
1: He might be. It might be a direct report too. Okay, him. Very yeah, good. that's what I'm saying. All but right. by the <laughs> way, just to touch on Alex Smith's yeah. last year in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, high, most yards he's ever thrown for in a season. Mm-hmm. Most touchdowns he ever threw for in a season. Highest quarterback rating. This is best Uh, season. If if you care about this stat, because this, this, by the way, was a knock on him his entire career. Um, You know, air yards per attempt, which all that is is for all the geeks out there who follow football. They're like, (laughs) well, how far did the ball travel in the air before it got Uh, to the wide receiver or the intended target? Because if it's a higher number, that means they're throwing the ball down the field more. So... (laughs) It was the highest of his career, if that means anything to you. Probably if you're a geek, maybe. But the reality is this. He (laughs) played his best football that year, which was, and I think there were six and two through the first eight games. All right. He didn't throw an interception, by the way, I think until like week seven or something. He was like, I think he threw like 16 touchdown passes or 15 to like two interceptions or something like that through the halfway point. Like he was putting up unbelievable numbers. I don't know that we're going to see that from Andy Dalton. You know, I don't know that, you know, Andy Dalton has any sort of equity built up within this organization. People tend to forget, you know, Alex Smith had been there for, what, four years, five years? Yeah, yeah. Like, to your point, Andy Reid wasn't on the hot seat. They were just trying to get over the, the, the hurdle, over that hump of, like, can we get to a Super Bowl? Can we win a Super Bowl? We feel like our team around us can, but we're not seeing the results right now. Maybe we need to try to figure out if we can upgrade a quarterback. That's what they did. The Bears are in a completely different set of circumstances.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, this is Outkick the Coverage here at Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, uh, we were trying to uh, speak this into existence. We told you what to watch for, uh, and one of the all-time great performances makes us a winner. Makes us a winner uh, on our first-ever group bet here. Uh, we will have that for you next here out Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio.
2: This, this is Outkick the Coverage.
3: TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be coming up a little over five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio um, some interesting sound it's one of the latest scandals in the world of sports and uh, somebody was throwing out some uh, some uh, decent points, some, uh, some valid points there so we will break into uh, break all that down coming up for you here a little over five minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Now, should be pointed out, uh, while everybody is talking about the epic performance of Kevin Durant last night, uh, for whatever reason you missed it, uh, Kevin Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets uh, have taken a three games to two series lead. Uh, 114-108 was the final over the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee had a lead at halftime uh, and proceeded to uh, vomit all over themselves in the second half uh, and, uh, and give, away, give away a game. And also that game was, right. uh, was rightfully taken from them uh, by Kevin Durant. So there, is, uh, there are willing <laughs> well, participants on both sides. You
1: can't just say just a lead. It was a 16-point lead, like that's a that's a sizable margin. I mean, it I is. know you can make up for it as the Nets did last night, but it's it's a 16-point lead, like and and we talked about this earlier, but it probably could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. It should have been worse. worse. Yeah, it should have been worse. that first quarter. I, if you're a Nets fan, you might have turned the game off. I mean, would they had 15 points? I mean, it, it looked, they looked atrocious. Yeah, I mean, they it was looked bad. like they they like it was almost as if. Harden and Irving were were just got injured and they were like trying to figure out how do we do this Um, and and obviously it became very apparent in the first quarter that James Harden even though it was showed a lot of heart trying to play that he wasn't going to have an impact on the game at all being out there even as a decoy just because he wasn't even looking for the basketball half the time
3: and and when you look James Harden deserves a ton of credit from this regard guy played 46 minutes. I mean, yeah. like the, the hams, like he was nowhere close to 100%. Like he had n- no burst, no ability to separate. Like the step back wasn't even a, a thought at that point. It just wasn't happening. Um, and, and he played all but two minutes in that game. Durant went the entire way, uh, 49-17-10, and uh, just a, a unbelievable performance. But I do think that, you know, we, we don't want to bury the lead here on this game while everybody is uh, is talking about the greatness of kevin duran and we'll have more on that uh, throughout the course of the show next hour but i do think it you know we should point out that um you know we kind of told everybody the over on points was a no-brainer i mean it was what 35 and a half yesterday i believe yes 30, I, believe like, so. I mean I believe come on so. th- this was this was a ra- now here's here's the part that we got wrong but again uh, this wasn't an official bet because we couldn't find the line for it but uh, the field goal attempts he only attempted twenty three shots. No, so was,
1: no, we didn't get that wrong. I kept telling you it wasn't available. I, I thought, well, yes, but I also thought just as we uh, just as we saw in that game, the Bucks were going to force anyone but Kevin Durant to take shots, and and that became very apparent until Blake Griffin started to pitch in, Jeff Green started to pitch in, obviously hitting some threes. When when, when Jeff Green started to showcase that he was a legitimate threat on the perimeter, that opened some things up. They couldn't just focus on Kevin Durant, which is largely what they did in the first half and one of the reasons why they built up such a lead. And then you started to see things kind of come around in the second half. But we talked about that. And I told you, it, I mean, like they weren't going to let Kevin Durant beat them. Even though he ended up doing it, he did have some help. Without Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, I think it's a different game the way those guys pitched in. But we talked about this. I mean, they, they did all they could, I think, in the first half in particular to try to limit Kevin Durant taking even good shots
3: this is where i i think used a james harden thought and tried to apply it to kevin durant all right and i i will i will call myself after you know like i i'm the first to admit when i get something wrong all right because i i think if it's better for the show then why not let's just let's just roll with it i was under the assumption that in order for the Brooklyn Nets to win this game, Kevin Durant was going to have to score a lot, which means he was going to end up when it was all said and done with about 85 field goal attempts. Uh, that, that was my, under, my my thought on it. I just thought, OK, well, he's just going to chuck it up every single time. And then I realized afterwards, oh, no, that would have been James Harden's approach if Kevin Durant were injured uh, and on one leg and James Harden was going to have to carry the load because that's what James Harden has done his entire career. Durant was efficient like all the way through like it's hard to it's hard to find where if if anything there were times where it felt like Durant could have maybe taken a shot at there was a point late in the game where he had an opportunity he had a floater in the lane and he gave the ball up so he was still trying to get his teammates involved and still trying to play good basketball and still ended up with 49 should have been 50 because uh, he missed a free throw late in that game or else he would have ended up with 50 um, I, I got to say this as well too I think 49 sounds better than 50 so I would rather score 49 points than 50 I don't know where you fall on that but what's, I, but again, uh,
1: what, what's the logic on that even though 50 is a high- Higher number, or it just, a round number. It,
3: there's something about the edge to it. It's got an edge to it. You know, it's like a hundred's greater than ninety-nine, but but I, there's something about ninety-nine. It's like you, why you go to a store. Everything's a, it's a ninety-nine cent store sounds better than the Dollar Tree. You know what I mean? Yeah, but again, no. you don't shop no, there. No, I don't. Yeah, you don't that's, shop that's, there. You that's why that. it's called
1: the Dollar Tree, not the yeah. ninety-nine cent
3: store. Yeah. Listen, you never play that game. You, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Like you, you, you don't you don't know, get what the what the grind is like here on the mean streets.
1: Of I used to buy coin, yeah. I used to buy my mom every every <laughs> Christmas. My mom would take us to the dollar store, and I would always buy her earrings. I don't know why. I just oh, thought it's like, great. She, she used to wear earrings. And yeah. I was like, all right, hell like, yeah. I'm, I'm a little kid. Like this, like she'll really appreciate these, and, and God bless her she kept all of them like for the longest time she kept all of them. And I remember once I got into high school, she like was joking about it one time and showed me and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I actually thought as a little kid, you would wear these. I mean, it could have been like these orange, hot pink fluorescent fluorescent, you know, big hoop earrings or maybe there's an animal or something on them. I don't know what they were. Uh, the, the, the paint on them probably had lead that, you know, those things were so cheap, but for whatever reason, she used to always keep those. And, and like to this day, I was like, oh, that was, that was kind of sweet of her. Because she literally could have just thrown them away. like you know They what? weren't worth it. She was never going to wear them. Yeah, but, but she always showed them off so I could see that she kept them and really appreciated them. And yeah, but it's a thought that counts. And you know what's
3: great about the dollar uh, stores is that when you go in there, it's like the first time you realize... You've been ripped off your entire life like you've been paying full price for Windex and you go hold on a second. It's 99 cents like I've been paying three dollars over cost for 99 cent Windex. So it's just the idea that they you go in there and you go, oh, my God, like I, I'm, I'm above all this. And then you realize, oh, no, 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 this has all been a great magic trick. And these are what the prices should have actually been my entire life. So there's that. Why are we talking about – who cares? Why are we talking about dollar stores? All right, can we just have a legitimate sports conversation with that? Well, we're trying, to but, ditch? I
1: mean, look, you like to talk right. about dollar stores. We haven't gotten to any reference to Jaws, Backdraft. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Uh, they, they, goodwill they, they, hunting. What, what are no, some of the other movies you like to bring? I, I don't You're know, not a big I, breakfast club guy. No, uh, no, what no, else have you got in your
3: Breakfast tour? clubs, uh, that's a good, uh, good soundtrack on the breakfast club. Uh, you now no, uh, that's a that
1: that shocking mean, –
3: yeah it is i I, I would not think
1: you'd like that soundtrack
3: well listen i mean uh you know i i'm I'm a fan of it but uh, again i'm trying to do a sports talk radio show i don't know why you have to continue to, to steer us into these weird conversations he's brady quinn i'm jonas Knox, this is fox sports radio all right so we're gonna get back on track here with a scandal and allegations surrounding a scandal and it's yours next but for all the latest it's eddie garcia
0: Thank you, Jonas. We'll start with the NBA playoffs. Conference semifinal action as you guys were talking about the Nets. were down 17. Rally back at home to beat the Bucks 114 to 108. Kevin Durant, huge game for Brooklyn. He played all 48 minutes, finished with 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. Jeff Green off the bench, added 27 points. and James Harden did play in this game coming back early from the hamstring issue, but he wasn't effective. 1 of 10 from the field for 5 points, but Brooklyn gets the win anyway. Giannis Tentacumpo, 34 points, 12 rebounds in defeat for Milwaukee. Nets now have a 3-2 series advantage. Game 6 will be in Milwaukee on Thursday. NHL playoffs semifinal action. The Lightning beat the Islanders 4-2. Braden Point gets his NHL leading 10th goal of the postseason as that series is even at a game apiece. Game 3 will be Thursday as the series now shifts to Long Island. In baseball games of note, we had a battle of the top two teams in the league with the White Sox shutting out the Rays 3-0. The Cubs fall to the Mets 3-2 while the Brewers lose to the Reds 2-1 in 10. So it's still a tie for the NL Central lead between Chicago and Milwaukee. The Giants were down 7-0, rally back for a 9-8 win over the Diamondbacks. That's 12 straight losses for Arizona, 21 straight on the road. They're one road loss away from tying the all-time record in Major League Baseball. Dodgers beat the Phillies 5-3, so San Francisco still has a one-game lead on L.A. for not only the top record in the NLS, but the best record in the National League. The Astros beat the Rangers 6-3 in 10. Jose Altuve walk-off grand slam home run. For Houston, mentioned earlier that the uh, Nets were taken on the Bucks in the big game for Kevin Durant, and that brings us to our Discover Card Play of the Night. Harden holds, Holiday all over him, finds Durant working right, put up three, good, oh, okay, KD,
2: Nets by four.
0: WFAN Nets Radio was some of the action and part of the 49-point effort for Kevin Durant. Again, that was our Discover Card Play of the Night brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, which is amazing because Discover is accepted in 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Now back to Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn in the Outkick the Coverage studios.
3: Thank you, Eddie. This is Outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen as always on the iHeartRadio app. So we are going to react to uh, allegations surrounding a scandal in the world of sports, uh, and we will get to that here uh, shortly. But I, I do want to ask you this, Brady. Um, you obviously uh, cover uh, college football uh, as well as anybody. Part of the uh, the Big Noon Kickoff Crew. Yep. Um, you know the yep. Big Noon Boys. I gave you guys that name. I mean, you're welcome. You know, just oh, you you
1: gave us that name.
3: Yeah. Okay. That was All me. Right. Uh, Did the not Big no, that was me, yeah. Had that was, no uh, idea that was me uh, when. Uh, and obviously, this is a uh, you know big season coming up. Uh, so you are familiar with Big Ten football, right? So you uh, you are very knowledgeable on Big Ten football. And I just that's correct. I, I got to know um, how's Wisconsin looking this upcoming season. Like you don't have to get into specifics, but you know, does it feel like it's going to be a strong year for the Wisconsin Badgers? I,
1: I think so. Uh, I'm a big fan of their quarterback, Graham Mertz. Uh, I, I think he's a very, very talented passer. He showcased some of that uh, in his in his freshman year. So, I, I think the uh, I think that the future is bright for them. And, and the good thing is too, they play in the Big Ten West, which uh, which is not very good. So. That always gives them a little bit of a leg <laughs> up too.
3: Um, and, and the reason I asked that is because I wanted to make sure at least their college football team in Wisconsin was good. Uh, cause after what happened to their NBA team and what's going on with their NFL team and their quarterback right now, I just want to make sure they got something to look forward to. So I, that, that's the whole point. I just want to make sure they've got something to look forward to based on that vomit bag performance that their basketball team put up. Uh, and the fact that their quarterback, uh, hates green Bay. He hates it. He doesn't want to be there. Uh, uh, he is tired of the tradition he's tired of them uh, riding uh, bikes at training camp uh, and he and he would rather uh hang out in hawaii um and play a banjo and then uh, go do a golf tournament like he wants his free time so i just want to make sure that they've got something to feel good about in the state of wisconsin moving forward and i don't even know if we want to even count the uh the milwaukee brewers at this point because i think i believe ryan braun is still on the roster if not my apologies we'll delete this from the podcast but if ryan braun Bron is still on the ro- roster. I'm just wondering how long until he accuses somebody of not of uh, lying about him cheating and using PEDs, only to ultimately find out that that he in fact was using PEDs and that was all a lie. So I just I want to make sure that we are all clear on the state of Wisconsin and that we are looking after our friends uh, listening right now uh, on the blow torches that uh, that cover us on FSR. There, just want to make sure.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty elaborate. Uh, Ryan I, Braun <laughs> was was uh on on the brewers i'm not i'm not sure he is now i know he was last year Uh, i'm not sure if he's anywhere right now
3: well listen yeah i mean you know just just i again i just i just want to make sure and we we are let's go live to our uh i have the uh, whereabouts of ryan braun in 2021 insider danny g for the latest danny no, I just know he's not on the Brewers. There he goes. Uh, okay, go. uh, I right, <laughs> just want <laughs> to make sure. Uh, you know, again, we I, I don't told, know where he's at at this very moment, but I know he's not on the Brewers. Well, he's probably accusing somebody of something, you know, the, 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 way, the way things go with him.
1: Uh, but L- again, that, that relationship, by the way, too, with Aaron Rodgers went south, I think, after that point, right? Because didn't, didn't Aaron Rodgers come out in defense of him? And then it was did found he? out that Braun did what was taking Pete, I think you're right.
3: I I, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, But, uh, you know, I mean, listen, it could be worse. Um, You know, their quarterback could have thrown five interceptions uh, at, at a practice like Tua. You know,
1: so again, right. there's, right. yeah, there's always right. uh, well, a. the good, good thing is, is we've got stats now. Like, if you want to see the stats from practice for the New England Patriots, <laughs> that's out there. Uh, the, <laughs> you, can, you can see the camp battle. Uh, that's not even yes. camp yet between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. You can read all about that. Uh, Tua Tonga by Loa, throwing five interceptions. You'll be able to find that somewhere too. Uh, that, that, that's all part of the reporting yeah. nowadays, no, just totally. reporting everything in practice.
3: Yeah, it's a, listen, it's, a, it's the fun stuff. It's what we do here uh, in, in June and July in Sports Talk Radio. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, this is FSR. It's Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, um, we have got uh, somebody with an accusation surrounding a sports scandal, and you will hear the sound next here on FSR.
2: This is Outkick the Coverage.
3: Um, Tyler Glass now, who is a, um, uh, a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, um, he is dealing with a UCL uh, injury in his elbow. All right, so that is, uh, that is an injury that he is dealing with, um, and, uh, and he was unhappy about it. And he spoke about this sort of uh, crackdown on sticky substances that Major League Baseball has come out with, and he had the following to say yesterday.
1: Whether you want us to not use sticky stuff or not is, is, is fine. Fine. Do it in the offseason. Give us a chance to adjust to it. But I just threw 80-something, 70-whatever innings, and then you just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I had to change everything I've been doing the entire season, everything out of the window. I have to start doing something completely new. And then I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. Me throwing 100 and being 6'7 is why I got hurt, but that contributed. And so I'm, I'm just frustrated that, like, they don't understand how hard it is to pitch one, but to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of a season is insane. I just don't it's, – it's ridiculous. There has to be some give and take here. You can't just take away everything and not add something. Pitchers need to be able to have some sort of control or some sort of grip on the ball.
3: And uh, he also pointed out, um, you know, his, his you know substance of choice was the rosin with sunscreen, um, you know, not exactly the spider tack, but, you know, he did use that, and we've heard other pitchers use that, and that was one of the, uh, the concoctions that they came up with that they were going to take a look at. But, you know, this is something you've alluded to. You wondered what this was going to do from an injury standpoint and, and, and whether this was going to be a problem. And this is a guy, right or wrong, who clearly thinks that this is something that led to his injury.
1: Yeah, I actually was thinking more from the batter's perspective. You know, having a guy like Glasnow who throws 100 miles per hour and not being able to have as good of a grip on on, on the baseball and a pitch getting away from him, striking someone in the head, severely injuring a player. So that was more of my concern. What he's bringing up is also a a sidebar to that conversation and, and a legitimate concern. You know, he talked about the fact that, well, now I've got to change my grip. I've got to you know, dig it deeper into my in my fingers, into my palm. It changes all the muscles that I use. It changes the way I throw. It changes you know, the force that it puts on my elbow. And that's what he's kind of attributing this to. And he's right. Like, I think he brings up a lot of valid points. If this is as rampant as, as Major League Baseball believes it is, I think it w- they should have waited until they got to the offseason to Agreed. fully address this, not make players try to adjust – in the middle of the season it's it's no different than like for example in officiating in the NFL cuz this happens all the time imagine them before the season saying this is how we're going to officiate pass interference and so they're at training camps they're teaching defensive backs and secondary players you know how they need to cover right to avoid any sort of change in the rule to pass yeah. interference or the emphasis that the, that they're placing on pass interference and then imagine halfway through the season them saying uh, whatever we said, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's, it's, it's we're, we're doing away with it. We're actually right. changing it. We're going to this now. Imagine the frustration in the middle of a season and that, and baseball is a sport where you play way more than you practice way more, you know, football, you at least have you know, a little a few days in between to practice a new technique. And so imagine that being in the case. I mean, that's essentially what they're asking these guys to do is change their grip it's going to change their technique. It's going to change the way their body is impacted by this because they throw a lot of pitches. They throw a lot of innings. I mean, all these things. And I think, again, if it's as rampant as we're, we're led to believe at this point, then why not wait till the offseason where you can, A, maybe possibly change the construction of the baseball, which we know they've already done on a year-in, year-out basis anyway. Then talk to these players about, hey, this is what we're trying to get rid of in the game. This has been an issue. We wanted to wait to the off season to allow you to prepare your bodies and yourself for the upcoming season. That's better for the pitchers. It's better for the batters and everyone involved. He's got a legitimate point, it, and it's going to be interesting to see how many of uh, how many pitchers are affected by it. It's going to be interesting to see how many just go ahead and take that uh, you know ten game suspension of paid leave moving forward. I mean, uh, at this point in the season. I don't know that we've played enough games where guys can try to see if they can get away with it, for, you know, for a few more number of starts and then just head in the off season. But um, it's not that it's not that punitive of, of, of a you know punishment anyway. Outside of maybe the PR hits you take from people finding out that you're you're still putting some sort of tacky stuff on your fingers to get a better grip
3: yeah it's the timing of it all that that i'm not a fan of because look if you want to make these changes that's fine i mean make the changes um your point on the nfl is a good one because they they stay they tell you ahead of time before the season point of emphasis right these this is what we're going to pay attention to this season and we're going to call this more often than maybe other years but we're giving you guys a heads up why not tell these guys in the offseason and don't give me this well we didn't know about it until the first couple of months of this season man that's a crock. They've known about this for a long time. This has been going on for a long, long time. So the idea that you're just going to roll it out midseason and, and not give these guys the ability to figure this out in the offseason, I'm not a fan of. I just, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. More Hour 3 next year on FSR. Fox
2: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, oh,
1: oh, O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product Availability.